We are back yet again with the Thick Man Inc. Podcast this week to give you the Week 16 predictions for the 2022 NFL season. And as you may know, my co-host is not here. But that will not stop me from warming your houses. I know a cold front is coming through, so I'm here to give you some volcanically hot takes. And as always, this video will not be published by the time the Thursday game is out, but I'll hazard a prediction, and completely before the fact prediction, of course, that the Jaguars offense is able to do just enough against a lousy Zach Wilson-led Jets team, scores maybe 19 points, Jets only get three, Jaguars try. On to the Saturday games, though, and there are quite a few Saturday games. Starting off in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is sitting out yet again as the Ravens take on the Dirty Bird Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons are not particularly good at anything. They got a functional running game, but besides that, and their quarterback one, their defense is incredibly lacking. Their offense is one-dimensional, and that has not been helped with plugging in a rookie quarterback. As opposed to the Ravens, they've got a lackluster defense, a bad, bad, porous defense, one which has been gouged over and over again, and Tyler Huntley a quarterback. But I do think Harbaugh better coach then they got better personnel all over the board I do think the Ravens pull this one out rather low scoring affair keep it moving run a lot really just not the game you want to see on Christmas Eve moving on to a battle between the two big cats of the NFL in the NFC with the Carolina Panthers hosting the Detroit Lions and the Detroit Lions are on fire they've got lightning in the bottle they are beating everybody they are at 500 after starting one in six their opponent the Carolina Panthers who are still clinging on to the hope that they can win the lackluster NFC South and advance to the playoffs sadly that opened dies today. The Lions are not going to slow down. They are not going to stop. Dan Campbell is going to coach his team to victory thanks to their superior offensive personnel like Amon Ross St. Brown, like Jared Goff, like their offensive line, which is one of the best in all of football. That will be too much for a bad Panthers defense. Their defense, while limited, is still very solid up front and will be too much for the Panthers' woeful offensive line, who has underperformed at every aspect of the game. Particularly Iki Aquanu, who has underperformed at all aspects of blocking this year. On to cold and windy Chicago, where the Bears host the Buffalo Bills. And we all know what's going to happen here. The Bills are going to jump out in front of the Bears early. Justin Fields is going to try to do some rogues. He's going to have another goodish game. Good for fantasy, at least. Put a few rushing yards. But it will not be able to hinder the Bills. They're going to dominate the Bears. They're going to go into Soldier Field and do their best Aaron Rodgers impression because they will own the Bears after today. This is an easy game to predict. The Bills are going to rout the Bears. Continuing with our northern football games, the Cleveland Browns are hosting the New Orleans Saints. And this game got a lot more interesting recently because Deshaun Watson is back. And while he has been limited in his first few starts, he hasn't quite looked like the same quarterback. He's getting better. I think that upward trend continues, unfortunately, against the Saints. Saints defense, eh. Their offense, dreadful. They've got injuries all over the board. Alvin Kamara will not be able to do enough to elevate the Saints to a victory. Andy Dalton sure isn't going to be able to. And the Browns offense, better with their top-tier defensive line, is going to thrive. Browns are going to win this game in a rather low, dull, unimpressive affair. Now on to the first truly interesting game of the week, in my opinion. The Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. And the narrative around the Seahawks has been, oh, their defense is not that good. They've only got one truly elite cornerback, and besides that, they're weak at that position group that side of the ball. But I think it's a little bit underrated. It's not going to be able to slow the Chiefs down that much, but still, it'll be able to hinder them just a bit. The Chiefs aren't going to be able to do what they want. They're going to hold the Chiefs to say 30, 35-ish points. And the Seahawks offense is going to be able to thrive against the Chiefs secondary. They got D.K. Metcalf, they got Lockett, they got Geno Smith, they got Kenneth Walker back. This team is dynamic offensively, and Kenneth Walker is trying. He's making that playoff push. He wants to earn the Seahawks a spot in the playoffs and do what Russell Wilson couldn't do last season and support his 
teammates and elevate them to a victory in a big game late in the season. I think he's going to do it. I think Geno Smith is going to go into Arrowhead Field, cold, windy Arrowhead, and upset Patrick Mahomes, the current MVP favorite, and earn himself a trip to the playoffs. Now, I won't clinch the playoffs with a win this week, but this will certainly improve their standing and certainly help them make that final push as the season winds down. On over in Minneapolis, we've got a game which is very close to my and Tristan's hearts. It's a shame he's not here this week because we would love to go back and forth about it. The Minnesota Vikings, the 11-3 Minnesota Vikings, a team which just had the biggest comeback in NFL history, is taking on Tristan's New York-based in New Jersey Giants. And the Giants are falling apart. They were complete frauds when they were 6-1. And, and honestly, they're complete frauds as a 500 team. They're not that good. The Giants should not be in the hunt for a playoff spot. But here we are. So I'm going to say the Vikings completely curb stomp the Giants. They're going to go out there at 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins' primetime games and do what they did in the second half all game against New York. It's not going to be close. Jefferson's going to have a great game. Cook's going to have a great game. Thielen's going to have a great game. Osborne, Hawkinson, they're going to have great games. Kirk Cousins, by necessity, by all these skill players having great games, is going to look like he has a great game. Their defense, still not that good, but the Giants' offense is one-dimensional. They can stop Saquon Barkley, which I do believe they can. They're going to be able to beat the Giants. I'm going to say this is a nice little 42-10 blowout out in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. Up in New England, we've got the Patriots after one of the most debilitating and devastating last plays of the game I have ever seen, facing off against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals' offense is firing on all cylinders. They look like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the AFC. But I'm a notorious hater, so I don't think they're that good. Nevertheless, you don't need to be that good to beat the Patriots this year. What do you think is going to happen to that Patriots offensive film room after that horrible Jacoby Myers lateral? That is a locker room destroying play. Their season is over with that. The Patriots know they have to play tough teams down the stretch and they know that was their last chance at an easy win. Now, the Bengals are going to go in there and wreck shop. They are going to dominate the Patriots. Belichick is going to be embarrassed, even though he's this defensive genius. No genius on the planet could stop what the Bengals are about to do to New England. This one is an easy Bengals victory. Down in the AFC South, we see the Titans facing off against the Houston Texans. And the Texans did better than many people except myself, of course, thought they were going to do next week. They forced the Chiefs to go to overtime with them, but let's be honest with ourselves, that was lightning in the ball. That was luck. And and luck doesn't happen too many times in a row, particularly to a one-win Texans team in Week 16. So the Titans are going to go in there. Derrick Henry is going to have a crispy 180 yards against his division rival because that's what Derrick Henry does. And the Titans are going to be able to pull off a rather easy victory. Lock is going to be moving, though. So it's not going to get too high. Maybe the Titans score 21, 24 points, but it's not going to be like a blow. It's not going to be a gouging 30, 40-point loss. Over in San Francisco, we have possibly the best team in the NFC facing off against the Washington Commanders. And say what you want about Christian McCaffrey. Say he's injury prone. Say he is uh, not long for the league. Say he can't block. Those things may be true. But what is true as well is that he is quite possibly the best running back in all football at the moment. He has been dominating ever since he landed in San Francisco in both aspects of the game. He is running like an elite runner. He is catching passes amazingly well. And he is doing amazing things once he has the ball in his hands. He is bursting through the line of scrimmage. He is getting into the secondary. And he is making small little cornerbacks try and tackle him, which is not an easy affair, particularly when he can juke you out of your shoes and run you over. On the other side of the ball, we've got the Washington Commanders. They've always had a solid defense. I don't think they're quite elite, but they're good. They're better than average, certainly. Led by Taylor Heineken Light as their quarterback. And look, this is a battle of two similarly matched legends facing off against each other at quarterback. But the key to this game is going to be taking the ball out of your quarterback's hands. And I love Brock Purdy as much as the next guy. He's not going to touch it too much. He's going to be doing a lot of handoffs, a lot of short checkdowns. He is not going to be asked to go out there and beat the Commanders, which is good because he won't need to. Four Niners are going to win this game. 
they're going to strangle the commander's offense, and it's going to be a rather dull game. I do not have very optimistic predictions this week, or at least up until this point. Thankfully, that changes with this game. The Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, and us NFL fans have been waiting for these divisional matchups all year long. The Cowboys look like an amazing team. The Eagles look like the best team in football. But unfortunately, the Eagles are missing MVP favor Jalen Hurts, and will be going to battle with Gardner Minshew. Now, the public seems to think this gives the Cowboys an advantage. Those of the media would like you to believe, oh, Jalen Hurts is this otherworldly quarterback, which is true. He is a top five, top three quarterback. But Gardner Minshew is that guy too. Let's not forget, Gardner Minshew did amazing things with football in Jacksonville with a bottom five offensive line with horrible receivers, with no running game. He was able to thrive in Jacksonville. Now, as an Eagle, he's got a great running game. He's got a top five offensive line. And he's got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith behind him. I don't care where the money is. I don't care how good the Cowboys defense is. I don't care about Dak Prescott. What I know is Minshew Mania is going to descend on Dallas, Texas, and Gardner Minshew in the memory of Mike Leach is going to go out there and drop 45 points on the Cowboys, and that will be enough to elevate the Eagles to a victory. I hate the Eagles as much as the next guy, but I love me some Gardner Minshew, and I'm feeling the Minshew mania. I should shave this coach and just rock with a mustache. Gardner Minshew is pulling out the upset this week and beating the Cowboys. Oh, Lord. On to the Sunday night game, which will certainly not be as entertaining as that game. We've got the Steelers hosting the Raiders. And the Raiders got pretty lucky last week, let's be honest. If they went to overtime, they might have won, they might not have. But that last second you go Myers pass, truly, truly a great way to end the game. But the Steelers are much better now they've sorted out their quarterback situation to a certain extent. They've still got a few people rotating in now, but it looks like Mitch has the reins for the time being. If Kitty Pickett comes back in, all the better. But really, the street of the Steelers is their defense. Ever since Watson back, they're completely different. They look like one of the best defensive units in football, and I will not pick against them, particularly if they're playing an offensive line, which is strolled as much as the Raiders. I'm going to give this one to the home team, to the Steelers, and we are going to move on to the Sunday game. Excuse me, Saturday night football. I said Sunday night. Saturday night. What? And there are only three Sunday games this week. And they are stinkers. This is Aaron Rodgers' punishment for being such a grinch. He gets cold in the stock and is forced to play on Sunday this year. As the Packers go on down to Miami, well, maybe it's not that bad, to take on the Dolphins. And this is it. This is the week Aaron Rodgers is eliminated from the playoffs. This is the week the Packers take over from 8-9 to nine loss, have a losing record with Rodgers, and are eliminated. The Dolphins are going to go out there and do scorched earth on the Packers secondary. Jerry Alexander may be a pro bowler, but he's not all that. And he's certainly not able to keep up with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. The Packers pass rush is not good enough to pressure two, get him out of the pocket, get him uncomfortable, and they try pressing Tyreek Hill again. I think Waddle is going to be much more available in the short game this week, and Kaseki is always a threat as well. Packers have no answer offensively. They can't keep up in a boat race. Watson ain't all that, Lazard ain't all that, and running the ball is not how you beat the Miami Dolphins, unless you are immaculately good at controlling the clock, which the Packers are not, because Aaron Rodgers will come out there and throw a debilitating interception. So this one is a home team Miami Dolphins victory. Now onto one of the games which everyone thought was going to be a game of the year. An incredibly anticipated matchup prior to week one where the Rams host the Denver Broncos. And this game is irrelevant. It's meaningless. Both these teams are out of the playoffs. Both these teams don't have their first round draft picks. So it's just a game for pride at this point. And I know very well that no one has more pride than Baker Mayfield. Say what you want about the Broncos quarterback situation. I don't know if Russ is going to be in there. I frankly would shut him down for the season regardless. I don't know if it's going to be the backup quarterback. But what I do know is Baker Mayfield is better than either of them. And he may have a worse offensive line. He may have worse receivers. He may have a worse coach. Nah, he doesn't have a worse coach. Hackett's pretty terrible. Sean McVay is very overrated though. But Baker Mayfield is going to go out there and dominate. Dominate to the extent that again. The Broncos have a good defense. And score 
Chris with 21 points. I'd say 21. And as we know, Russell Wilson cannot score more than 16 points. If it's a backup, it might be a bit of a game. But if Russ is in there, the Broncos are done. Baker Mayfield is going to win this game for the Rams. He's going to be more competitive if the Broncos backup quarterback's in there, but I don't think he will be. On to the Sunday night game between the Arizona Cardinals, who are playing for nothing, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Cardinals know their coach is on the way out. They don't know their star quarterback. He injured himself on the field and is now playing Call of Duty. Will not be with the team on Christmas. And the Buccaneers, they're still clinging on to that NFC South title. And as bad as the NFC South is and as terrible as the Buccaneers are, they're still going to be able to pull off the win against Arizona. Because, look, the Broncos, the Broncos, the Cardinals have completely fallen apart. We all thought they were going to be a playoff team. We thought they were going to be an elite team in the NFL this year. That hasn't matter. Same with the Buccaneers, but they have, they're still there. They're still glimpses. That defense is still solid. They've still got good skill players. And they still have Tom Brady. And say what you want about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is not going to go out there and lose to a 4-9 Four and ten, whatever the Cardinals' record is, with a backup quarterback and Cliff Kingsbury coaching, it's just not going to happen. So Buccaneers' victory, they move back up, back in firmer command of the NFC South, and it looks like they're going to make the playoffs this year, which is unfortunate because they really shouldn't. And our final game: the Indianapolis Colts reeling from a thirty-three to nothing devastating comeback from behind loss against the Minnesota Vikings, are taking on the Chargers, who are still clinging to the playoffs. And the Colts may have eliminated themselves last week, but the Chargers are still fine. Up. They're still ready to go. They still regret drafting Ryan Leaf, even though Peyton Manning was already off the board. They wish they had that first overall pick. Such is life. So the Chargers get a little bit of long overdue vengeance for that particular move, and they go out there and gouge in the Colts. I will say, Jeff Saturday has a unique ability to make games close and lose them. All of his games, the exception of the Cowboys game, the Cowboys are a much better team than everyone else they've played, has been a competitive one-score game, which came down to a late mistake. They were only lost by one to the Eagles, went to overtime, lost by three to the Vikings, beat the Raiders. This is not a bad team, excluding the final five minutes of the game. So it might be a bit of a game until the final five minutes, but I'm ultimately giving this one to the Chargers. Anyway, that was my Week 16 record prediction. I'm sure Tristan completely agrees, and if this video is final, the video where I get every pick right and he's not here, we will continue to do solo broadcasts of the Sport. Thank you all so much for watching. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe. If you're still here at the end of the video, you rock, and I will see you later.